This episode is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. So, I mean, doesn't get any cheaper than that. Second, there are creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm editing this podcast from a Chromebook using the web, so it's pretty easy to do. Um, If I can do it, you can certainly do it. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more services. So you don't have to go to each individual podcast service and distribute it yourself. It automatically does that for you. So that's pretty awesome. Fourth, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, I mean, it's a pretty good way to make some money. Um, And then last but not least, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app for iOS or Android or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started or download the app for iOS or Android today. The following episode may contain language that is not suitable for certain listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Cells and Circuits podcast. I am your host, Chibeze Anakor, and on this episode, we'll be talking about what an adult swim without family guy could look like. Then after that, we'll be getting into whether or not the Sony car could come out. And then after that, we'll be getting into cloud gaming coming to smart TVs. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. All right, so first up, we're going to talk about what an adult swim without family guy could look like. So for those of you who may not know, Adult Swim, which is the late night block that shares space with Cartoon Network, has aired various shows that have been on Fox either currently or previously, with the exception of The Simpsons being the biggest one that hasn't aired on Adult Swim yet and probably may never air on Adult Swim. But probably the most impactful Fox show to have hit Adult Swim's airwaves is Family Guy. Family Guy appeared on Adult Swim in rerun form in 2003, which was four years after its premiere on Fox. And Fox had canceled Family Guy right around the time that Adult Swim had picked it up for reruns. And because the reruns on Adult Swim did so well... Fox renewed Family Guy and saved it from cancellation all because of Adult Swim. So 
Family Guy owes a lot of its success today to Adult Swim. But Family Guy is leaving Adult Swim later this year. After 18 years of airing on Adult Swim, 2021 will be the year that we see what an Adult Swim without Family Guy could look like for the first time since 2002. So yeah, I mean, 18 years of airtime. That's very significant. Because so many Adult Swim fans associate Family Guy with Adult Swim rather than Fox, and Family Guy owes so much of its success to Adult Swim, like I said earlier, some Adult Swim fans feel like an Adult Swim without Family Guy is incomplete which I could see why they would say that. But before we get into how incomplete an Adult Swim without Family Guy could look like, I want to take a little bit of time, not a lot, to explain how we got here. And a lot of what I'm about to say was covered in episode four. And I did a more in-depth segment on Adult Swim and its relationship with the Fox cartoons. So if you miss that, I'll refer you back to that episode. But as far as how we got here, let's start with the Disney acquisition of 21st Century Fox. So in December of 2017, I believe, it's either November or December of 2017, Disney announced that they would be acquiring 21st Century Fox. And now, obviously, this acquisition didn't clear until March of 2019 due to all of the various world governments that had to clear this acquisition for it to close. So the acquisition cleared in 2019, and then the announcement of newer seasons of Family Guy and Bob's Burgers, that came in April of 2019, shortly after the company FX Networks, which got acquired by Disney as part of the 21st Century Fox acquisition, FX Networks announced that they would be airing reruns of seasons 16 and onward of Family Guy beginning in 2019. And then all of the other seasons, seasons 1 through 15, which Adult Swim and TBS currently have the rights to, will be moving over to FXX and Freeform in fall 2021 meaning that FXX and Freeform will be the exclusive cable homes of Family Guy and Bob's Burgers as well a couple of years later. So this fall, Family Guy reruns will no longer be on Adult Swim at all. Seasons 1 through 15 will be gone and they will move to FXX and Freeform. And then a similar situation will happen to Bob's Burgers in about two years, so about 2023. And so with the initial announcement of Disney's acquisition of 21st Century Fox happening in 2017, 
unless the people at Adult Swim were just completely oblivious, I highly doubt that, but unless they were, they knew since 2017 that the possibility of losing shows like Family Guy and Bob's Burgers would be pretty high. And so Adult Swim had to have had some plans in place to secure their future. Because let's face it, Family Guy and Bob's Burgers, and I wouldn't say American Dad is a Fox show anymore, but it used to be on Fox, but American Dad is now a TBS show. All three of those shows take up a pretty good chunk of Adult Swim's airtime. And Adult Swim only airs 10 hours per night. So you have about like maybe I would say 20 to 30% of Adult Swim's schedule is consistent of Fox shows. And they currently have the rights to three, but they're going to be losing two of them within the next two and a half years, I should say. So Adult Swim had to know that this was happening. So since we're getting closer and closer to the day when we will see what an Adult Swim without Family Guy could look like, I I just want to speculate on what potentially could happen after Family Guy is gone this year. And we may see something similar happen when Bob's Burgers leaves in a couple of years, in probably 2023 or so. With that being said, one possibility is that Adult Swim could get permanently shorter with a start time of either 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific instead of the current 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. So for those of you who don't know, Adult Swim airs every night on Cartoon Network from 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific to 6 a.m. Eastern and Pacific. But with Family Guy leaving this year, we could see a permanent start time of either 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. Because again, Family Guy takes up a good chunk of Adult Swim's schedule. Like maybe about one or two hours so we could lose that time and that time could go back to Cartoon Network. So that's one possibility. Another possibility is that Adult Swim doubles down on reruns of Bob's Burgers, squeezing out the maximum amount of ratings it can get before that show leaves in a couple of years. Again, presumably 2023 but I could be wrong. And since Bob's Burgers is definitely less edgy than Family Guy, that's something I could see airing at like 8 p.m. or even 9 p.m. if Adult Swim does end up getting permanently shorter. I could easily see that as a lead-in program from Cartoon Network. So that is also an option. And then a third option would be for Adult Swim to experiment with other programming such as original programs, both new and old. So Adult Swim has been greenlighting more and more original programs because they know that 
shows like Family Guy and Bob's Burgers days at Adult Swim are numbered. So they know that they have to get shows that could potentially fill in those time slots if they want to keep the current 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. time frame that Adult Swim takes up on Cartoon Network. But if they want to do that with original programs, then they're probably going to have to make more programs with mainstream appeal if that makes sense. So more stuff like Rick and Morty and Mike Tyson Mysteries and maybe less stuff like Mr. Pickles and Mama Named Me Sheriff. And, you know, please, Mr. Pickles fans, don't don't come for me. (laughs) Don't come for me. But I genuinely do think that if Adult Swim wants to replace the Fox shows with original programs that they should make programming that's very similar in quality to those Fox programs that they're about to lose. One other type of programming that Adult Swim can experiment with is anime. And we've seen this before on Adult Swim where they would put Shows like Dragon Ball Super on at 8 p.m., which would be the first thing right after Cartoon Network ends for the night. And we saw this with My Hero Academia as well. And we've also seen this with One Piece before Adult Swim canceled that. Rest in peace, One Piece on television. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. I would love to be wrong, but anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, anime is definitely something that Adult Swim could experiment with in the earlier hours. And Adult Swim doesn't really air anime outside of Toonami all that much. So maybe the loss of Family Guy and eventually Bob's Burgers could lead to Adult Swim experimenting more with the anime that they acquire. And also the Western cartoons that they either acquire or produce in-house. Like, for example, Samurai Jack. We saw Samurai Jack on at 8 p.m. recently. And because that was formerly a Cartoon Network show, that kids could probably still watch at least the first four seasons maybe not season five but the first four seasons absolutely a kid could watch because those are still tvy7 rated so yeah i mean it's definitely possible that they could resort back to that or even airing some shows that don't even air on Cartoon Network anymore, like Adventure Time. And we saw Adventure Time on Adult Swim very briefly a few years back. But that did happen. Adventure Time did air on Adult Swim. So we could see that or a program like Regular Show or something like that where it kind of is aimed at older kids, more like teenagers, to try and ease the audience into the older skewing, more mature programming that Adult Swim has to offer. 
And so, yeah, I mean, Adult Swim could very much experiment with either original programming or acquisitions like anime to fill in the time slots that Family Guy and eventually Bob's Burgers would have occupied. So that's another possibility. But I want to know, what do you think? Do you think that Adult Swim could get potentially shorter after the loss of Family Guy? Do you think that they'll double down on reruns of the Fox shows that they have left, like Bob's Burgers and American Dad? Do you think that they could experiment with other types of programming, such as originals or anime? Let me know on social media or on Discord, and we can continue the conversation there. Links to that will be in the show notes in the All My Links link. But that's going to do it for this topic, and yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Up next, we'll be getting into whether the Sony car could come out or not. Then after that, we'll get into cloud gaming coming to smart TVs. The Cells and Circuits podcast will be right back. This episode is sponsored by Yubico. Yubico sets new world standards for simple, secure login preventing unauthorized access to computers, servers, and internet accounts. Their YubiKey is a physical security key using two-factor authentication to protect your accounts. As more of us continue to work from home, it is more important than ever to protect your secure information. So, what can you do to protect your accounts? Well, Yubico is offering our listeners $10 off your next purchase of $100 or more using the code POD at yubico.com. That's code P-O-D at Y-U-B-I-C-O dot com. Say hello to the YubiKey and goodbye to account takeovers. Hey, Cells and Circuits listeners. Did you know that we now have a merch store? It's true. In partnership with Bonfire, we've launched the Cells and Circuit Shop, where you can find t-shirts, hoodies, face masks, and more. So hit the link in the show notes to visit the Cells and Circuit Shop and start getting your merch today. It really does help out the show. Thanks for your support, and now, back to the show. All right, and so now it's time to talk about whether or not the Sony car could come out. So, for those of you who don't know, Sony actually debuted a car at CES 2020, you know, before the world went to hell. Anyway, Sony debuted their car, the Vision S. At CES 2020. And that car was a showcase of Sony's tech, such as entertainment tech, including movies and audio and cameras, TV shows, and, and all other entertainment stuff like that. And 
or as well as you know as as well as like cameras and stuff but also it got an overwhelmingly positive reaction people from MKBHD to various tech journalism outlets were reporting on it and they were reacting very positively to the Sony Vision S but it was not announced for a public release so it was just a concept at the time there was there was no plans for a public release there's no release date there was no price tag nothing but in the time between CES 2020 and CES 2021 the Sony Vision S won some awards, including the Red Dot Best Design Award. So, clearly, there's some, there's some interest in this Sony car. And I think it could be a good product to release to the public, especially considering how... Again, it got an overwhelmingly positive reaction and it won some awards between CES 2020 and the current CES of 2021. So I want to talk about why it could actually be released to the public. So right now at CES... Sony announced that public road testing is already underway in Austria. So, I don't know, but it seems that if Sony is going to want people to actually use this car, you know, I feel like public road testing would definitely be one of the first steps. Of course, I could be wrong, and it could still be a concept that will never ship to people, but I would love to be right (laughs) and actually see Sony get into the electric car space. And that's another point that I want to bring up, is that more and more electric cars are coming to the market, so... Of course, Tesla started the trend in the early 2010s, but as we've seen in recent years especially, more and more of the legacy automakers have started to build some electric cars of their own. Like we have the Porsche Taycan, We have the Mustang Mach-E. We have the new GMC Hummer that's going to be released. And then I think the new Bronco by Ford is electric. I could be wrong, but I I mean, I, I don't really keep up with cars all that much. But this Sony Vision S is kind of fascinating to me because... I feel like with more and more competition 
in the electric car market, I think it would push other electric cars. It will push all of the legacy automakers like the Fords and the Porsches and the and the GMCs or of the world to to just you know make better electric cars and then also and of course Tesla as well it could push them to make better electric cars but also you have big tech giants like of course you have Apple you have Waymo with their you know self-driving stuff you have Amazon with you know some more self-driving so like it's there's a lot of competition there and I feel like with the Sony Vision S Sony could really you know get its slice of the market because I do believe that there's a market out there for the Sony Vision S and if it actually comes out and they could you know bring the price down to a somewhat affordable price I think that would be a very killer car to come to the market and just think about all of the audiences that this car or this car could appeal to such as of course families obviously Sony is really focusing on entertainment for this car so um, the car has like some screens on the back of the front two seats for you know the people in the back seat to enjoy entertainment so obviously if you're a parent and you want your kids to shut the fuck up or you'll put some you'll put some entertainment on in the back seats so they will shut the fuck up and hopefully they do i mean you know the worst you may hear is some laughing but other than that they'll probably shut the fuck up for the most part another audience that this could or that the Sony Vision S could appeal to is gamers if you think about it because Sony owns PlayStation and just imagine with or imagine a future where 5G is fully deployed and fully rolled out whichever country you live in or even if it's America uh, but just imagine imagine a, imagine a future where 5G is completely rolled out and and with 5G being a big part of this car it would enhance the entertainment experience and 5G would enable things like smooth versions of Sony or PlayStation remote play from either your PlayStation 5 or your PlayStation 4 
with a smooth connection with very little dropped frames or very little input latency. And so if you think about that, you know, that could make the car very appealing to people who want to game. And there are people who are already gaming in their cars right now, particularly those who have Teslas. They're playing cloud gaming services like Google Stadia in their cars. So that's not really that much of a far off or that's or that's not really that far fetched if you think about it. But yeah, I mean there are like quite a lot of possibilities for this Sony car, but of course I want to know what you think. Do you think that the Sony Vision S could actually be a real car? Do you think that it could just stay a concept and we could just never see it release in the public? And if you do think that it'll come out, and if you are interested in one, what price would you pay for a Sony Vision S? Let me know on social media or on Discord, and we can continue the conversation there. Links will be in the show notes, in the All My Links page that's linked in the show notes. But yeah, that's going to do it for this topic. Up next, we'll be getting into cloud gaming coming to smart TVs. The Cells and Circuits podcast will be right back. Are you a small business looking for a financial platform to do business on? Check out Payment, the first black-owned financial platform where you can do things like sending invoices, accepting payments, and more features will be added in the future. If you watch Trigger Warning with Killer Mike on Netflix, you know that money stays within the black community for an average of six hours compared to the days and sometimes weeks that other communities get. So if you want to bring or keep money in the black community, join Payment, that's P-E-Y-M-Y-N-T, at the affiliate link in the show notes today. Hey, Cells and Circuits listeners. Want to support the show without having to buy any merch? Well, you can do that by buying us a coffee. All it takes is just one U.S. dollar to help support the show. So click the link in the show notes or go to ko-fi.com slash cells and circuits to help make the Cells and Circuits podcast a better show for you. All right, so last up, It's time to talk about cloud gaming coming to smart TVs. So, if you missed last week's episode, I talked about, or in my most anticipated trends of gaming for 2021, I talked about cloud gaming becoming more accessible. And it looks like that's going to happen already. So... At CES 2021, LG announced that 
cloud gaming services such as Google Stadia and NVIDIA GeForce Now will be coming to LG TVs in the second half of 2021. Stadia will come first, then GeForce Now sometime after that. So that's really important for, or well, I should say, LG runs WebOS on their TVs, so Stadia and GeForce Now will get native apps that come with the TV. So no additional hardware like a Chromecast with Google TV or an NVIDIA Shield would be necessary if the apps are native in the TV with WebOS. So WebOS apps for Stadia and GeForce Now are pretty much confirmed at this point. But LG is not the only manufacturer that has cloud gaming services coming to its TVs. Two other manufacturers that announced some cloud gaming related news is that Sony and TCL TVs will ship with Google TV this year in 2021. And that's important because the Stadia app or the Google Stadia app for Google TV, which is the fork of Android TV or the skin on top of Android TV that runs on the new Chromecast with Google TV that was released in September. That will, or that operating system will run on Sony and TCL TVs. So if or so depending on when these TVs launch, if they launch sometime within the second half of 2021 or sometime even, you know, in the summer, you know, before like things like football season starts here in America, like those will be capable of playing Google Stadia right out of the box. So that'll be pretty awesome because Google Stadia is coming to Google TV within the first half of 2021. And you won't have to purchase any additional hardware. So right now, if you want to play... Google Stadia on your TV, you have to buy the Stadia Premier Edition, which is $99. And it comes with a Stadia controller and a Google Chromecast Ultra that does not have Google TV on it. But with, but with the apps for LG TVs and Sony TVs, you won't have to invest in any additional hardware to be able to play video games from Google Stadia on your TV. And as far as GeForce Now goes, you won't have to 
purchase an NVIDIA Shield and a controller to play your games on, or your GeForce Now games on your TV, or I should say your PC games on your TV, because you don't develop games for GeForce Now, you develop them for PC, and NVIDIA's, or the way NVIDIA's GeForce Now service works is it's basically Windows computers in the cloud with NVIDIA GPUs. So, so at least with that, at least using that, you know, there's at least a common basis. So, so yeah. Anyway, but either way, it's great that services like Google Stadia and GeForce Now are coming natively to these TVs, these smart TVs, without the need for any more additional hardware because that lowers the barrier to entry into cloud gaming because now that's one less piece of hardware you have to buy so that lowers the cost and it really makes platforms, especially Google Stadia, $0 platforms. Like if you have, if you already have a PS4, Xbox One or PS5 or Xbox Series X or S controller, you could potentially just connect that controller to your TV via Bluetooth and just play your games without having to buy a Chromecast with Google TV or an NVIDIA Shield. Like, that's that's one less barrier to entry. So, and that makes it way cheaper than, you know, just buying a new $500 plastic box, you know, so, and another thing, you know, the most that they, or the most that those people would have to buy with their new TV is a controller. If you don't already have one, like you would have to buy either a Stadia controller for for your TV, if you want to get the best experience for Google Stadia, you don't even have to buy a Stadia controller if you're going to use Google TV because that operating system is capable of using Bluetooth, unlike the current Chromecast Ultra. The Chromecast with Google TV and TVs with the Google TV OS built in will be capable of Bluetooth. So you can connect any existing controller over Bluetooth and it should work. So, but if you do want the best, the lowest latency experience for Google Stadia, you will have to get the Stadia controller. That's just, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then as far as GeForce Now goes, I mean, you can really use any controller with that too. Now, I don't know if 
um, with GeForce Now, whether it connects straight to the cloud or if it connects to your TV and then to the cloud. So that I don't know. But I mean, the best case scenario, or I should say the thing that I would recommend would probably be to just get either an Xbox or a PlayStation controller if you're going to use NVIDIA GeForce now and just play it that way over Bluetooth. That's what I would recommend because if you get like the Shield controller, I'm not sure if it'll work. And, you know, if you're, if you have more experience than me using GeForce now, Please let me know on social media or on Discord. I'll have the links in the places where you can do that. But yeah, I'm very excited for these TVs having native cloud gaming apps like Stadia and GeForce Now so that more and more people can get into gaming without having to spend 500 bucks or so to get a console. But what do you think about about native smart TV apps for cloud gaming services? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's a bad idea? Like, what are your thoughts? I want to know on social media or on Discord, and we can continue the conversation there. Of course, links will be in the show notes and the all my links profile that's linked in there. But yeah, that's going to do it for this topic and this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Cells and Circuits podcast, the place for tunes, tech, and where they intersect. Let me know what you think of any of the topics discussed on social media or on Discord via the All My Links profile linked in the show notes. If you like this content, share it on social media and give it a review to help more people find it. If you want to see even more content just like this, consider supporting Cells and Circuits on Coffee or visiting the Cells and Circuits shop. The Cells and Circuits podcast was written, produced, and edited by me, Chibeze Anakor, and our intro and outro and transition music was made by Tiffy3. That'll do it for this episode, so until next time, I'm Chibeze, signing off.